Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Xfinity just increased internet speeds again. And Xfinity Mobile gives you can't-catch-me speeds. The fastest internet, the fastest mobile service, and major savings? Can't argue with the facts. Now through March 21st, new customers can get started with 400 megabit internet for just $35 a month for two years with unlimited data included. Plus, there's no annual contract required, so it's risk-free. And save even more when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash faster. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox, 93.7, WEEI-FM, HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Mike Jaws of the best kept secret Coming from Atlanta where the Hawks stay screeching I have a question for Ryan. Did you just line that up? Yeah, just now. Uh, it sounded a little better with this song than it did whatever TNT gave him. I got music. three goals and nine talking about a hat trick. Mike Jaws sounds good over any beat, Jones. <laughs> Put any beat under him, he's gonna he's gonna rip it. Uh, Trying to find the recipe, I call him Plankton. Yeah, I don't I get that. SpongeBob reference. Ah, is that what that is? Plankton's trying to steal the uh, burger recipe. Yeah. Got it. Well, You're went, too old for SpongeBob. Went right over my. I am a little too old for SpongeBob. That is true. That is true. Still on TV, my a kid. Winning. My, it's about fun. My kid watches it. Kind of sounded like G Willikers there. It does a little bit. <laughs> G Willikers is. It's SpongeBob? not about winning. It's about fun. Yeah. Yeah, guys, we, we almost won a championship last year. Who cares? We all had fun, right, fellas? You <laughs> Wilkers, it's a good time. Getting our asses kicked by the Warriors. Excuse me. Oh, oh, magic magic punch. Punch. Excuse me, our bums. Uh, it's hour number two. <laughs> our behinds. Jones and Mego with Arkham. We're here till six on NBA trade deadline day. The deadline's come and gone. Celtics have done nothing besides Mike Muscala, Mike Jaws, right? Anything else comes in under the wire, we'll be sure to update it uh, with all your phone calls. 617. 617- 779-7937. Assuming the Celtics are done, is that enough? Well, I'm sorry, Arkan. What are you raising your hand for? B-Rob over at Mass Live just tweeted, no more moves for the Celtics beyond Mike Muscala deal per source. But they have an open roster spot for the buyout market. Oh, good. Oh, now, now we yes. move the Now we move the goalpost to the buyout the market. The buyout market. I should have I should have called that before we got to Himmel's it. box, same source. Uh, Celtics done for the day. What's Greg Monroe up to? So, he hasn't been here for a while. Am I wrong? Who should I be more disappointed in? 
Who should I be more disappointed in? And you guys can tell. Maybe you're not disappointed. Maybe you like what they did. Maybe Mike Mescal is enough for you. 617-779-7937. Who should I be more disappointed in? Because I'm annoyed. Should I be more disappointed in Brad or Wick? Who should I be more disappointed in? Brad. Okay. This reeks Why? of Brad. It reeks of Brad to it's me. It's not about winning. It's about fun. <laughs> Which is, I'm not. I don't think I'm as disappointed. You, just, you can as smell you. the whole milk from from a, yeah. a mile away. It reeks of bread. I think Brad loves this roster, and they have the best record. It's fine. A waft like, of cheese curds. I'm not going to sit here and say that there's somebody. I can't sit here and say you missed out on blank, and that's crazy. And I know you feel that way about Durant, given the, among, what the Suns gave um, up. Among others, though, like they liked Jakob okay, Pertl, among right? Others. I didn't love Jakob Pertl. They See, liked him supposedly. He went for a first round pick. I if you liked here, him, give up the first round pick. I sit here and I I feel strongly that I wanted them to get depth at wing. And after the, watching the la- the previous two games, I really wanted more depth at wing. But I'm not going to like get all hot and bothered and lose my crap over not getting PJ Washington. Why? Like, because it's, why that's fun. At lose, the end of the day, your, I, your, I did you I turn your reptile brain off? Put the reptile brain I back on. I think that they're going to be remain good with this roster as long as they stay mostly healthy, which you can't predict for injury unless it's Rob Williams. Well, right, or Jalen Brown, which I had been calling all week. Jaylen's or Marcus Smart. Yeah, right, Jalen's you know, have been minor. Al Horford. Except for one, the wrist. He had the wrist. Yeah, we don't, I mean, he's had knee things Do going on for years. Do you want to talk about Jalen right now? No, I okay. want to, wait. I wanna, I, I'm dancing around it. No, because... no, no, that's fine. It's it's fine. Go, go ahead, Arkan, what were you going to say? Um, the main thing that I'm disappointed in is that very thing that you're sort of talking about right now. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are great players, and they don't need a lot of help, but they do need something, and they don't have it right now. And I feel like that was more important to this team than getting another big who can just sort of fill a roster spot and come in and give you 10 minutes a night or whatever it is they have planned here for uh, for Mike Jaws. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel no, like it's... that was a very small peripheral move, and this team did have a bigger need than that, and they didn't address it. What they did was, as Mego just said, Rob Williams is currently hurt or out of the lineup last night. Al Horford out of the lineup last night. Either of those guys could get hurt at any second, right, at the drop of a hat. And maybe Mascala in the right series plays over Luke Cornett, and he's your fourth big. But, like, that's all they did. It's a super depth piece that you hope you don't need. But they have just in case. They should have done the same thing at wing. And I was hoping they were thinking bigger than that, but they should have done the same thing at wing. I'm less concerned about Tatum's minutes, as you two are and a lot of people are. But Keeps me up at night. That'd be a good way to knock him down. Getting another yes. wing who can actually play and who can be out there and eat into those minutes. Hauser doesn't do that. Hauser's going to keep playing now because Jalen Brown's out for at least until the All-Star break, maybe beyond. But that's, that's why they should have done it to me. Uh, again, you guys, 617-779-7937. Uh, you don't want to get all hot and bothered about the Celtics. Should we get all hot and bothered about the Patriots? We're going to talk to Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston, about 25 minutes from now. And it's good timing because the Celtics are basically done, according to Brian Robb and according to Adam Himmelsbach and everybody else on the beat. It's Mike Mascala or Bust. So, again, we'll talk to Tom Curran about 25 minutes from now. He joins us each and every Thursday at 3.30. Can we get hot and bothered about the Patriots a little bit? Tell me how. I was reading Phil Perry last night. And, you know, Phil Perry's out at the Super Bowl with Tom Curran. And he wrote about the Eagles and the A.J. Brown trade. It's actually something we touched on in our very first show. Last Monday, we talked a lot about the Patriots missing out on Jalen Hurts and if Bill understands where the direction is going at quarterback, etc. But I also said the Eagles are making the Patriots look bad with that A.J. Brown trade. You could have had him, and you didn't get him. So I'm reading Phil Perry last night, and he references some draft trade value chart that I'm not familiar with, but think of it like 
a newer school version of the Jimmy Johnson trade chart, okay? The Fitzgerald Spielberger draft chart. You familiar with that one, Arkand? No. <laughs> Me neither. This is, I got to say, Phil, is, Phil has got a wonderful brain. I love Phil. On the draft stuff and the trade stuff, he goes to scientific depths. Okay. That are hard to understand. But then don't worry about the, the Fitzgerald Spielberger draft trade chart. Just know this is this is the value within the league. This is this is roughly what the Eagles gave up for AJ Brown. Before last season began, they offloaded the equivalent of about the number five pick in the draft to Tennessee for AJ Brown. And I read that and I go, Bill Bill would never do that. Bill would never in a million years trade the number five pick. For a wide receiver, he just he would yeah. never, ever do that. He traded for five that. second round picks, right? He would, <laughs> like he would, Gary Payton he Jr. would. Bill would fit in right now at the NBA trade deadline. You're right, Arkan. Bill would be perfect for the NBA trade to bring deadline. Bring back Kyle Van Noy. Turning <laughs> turning first into seconds is like Bill's specialty. So he would he'd be a great NBA GM. Not so great in the NFL these days, but a great NBA GM. Bill, Bill, forget Bill learning or figuring that Bill is never giving up that level of value. For anyone at the wide receiver position, maybe anybody on the football field, Bill's not giving up that value. So I want to hear Phil caught up to, and these are a little noisy in the background because it's from media day, it's from Monday. But Phil caught up with both Howie Roseman, the Eagles GM, and Nick Sturiani, the Eagles coach. And listen to them talking about A.J. Brown. Let me hear Howie Roseman first. And Phil asked a question in the middle of this. But here's a chunk with Howie Roseman that I think is very telling about the Eagles mindset versus a team like the Patriots. I think we're trying to build a basketball team when we're trying to think, we're trying to find complementary skill sets. And I think, you know, bringing in AJ with Devontae and Quez and Zach Pascal, um, you know, I, I think that really fit what we were looking for. We didn't have a guy like that. Um, he's a unique guy. He's got a unique physical traits. Um, and just his connection with Jalen, it just, you know, what a great opportunity for this team and, and for us. And obviously we, we paid a big price for him, but it's, it was worth it for where we were as a team and what we needed. Did you feel like you, you had to be as aggressive as you were getting AJ in order to build that position group to where you wanted it to be? I just think that when, when you have a chance to get a player like that, those are unique opportunities and you're, you're probably never going to feel great about the value of the deal, you know, um, but at that time, you know, you just want to get the player and you just try to do the best job you can. Mike, don't you just hear that and go, Bill, Bill's never doing that. Anybody hoping that he's going to have a basketball team on grass and give up too much trade value to upgrade the wide receiver position like the Eagles, that's not a realistic model for Bill. Listen to Howie Roseman. That's that's antithetical to how Bill thinks and talks. You have to be aggressive and you have to accept that in one sense of looking at it, you lost the trade because you gave up so much because you were aggressive to get the player. But then you get the player and you put them with the other pieces you have, like Devontae Smith and elevating Jalen Hurts in the kind of way that you see pairing a young quarterback who you're trying to figure out who they are with a really elite receiver and what that can do for them. We see it time and time again recently in the league. So I I know people were calling for that. I was calling for Bill to do that last year. And the closest he got was Devontae Smith. I mean, not Devontae, Devontae Parker and uh, getting Tyquan Thornton, who, God bless him. I mean, he's got physical attributes. He's fast as hell. But then he got injured because he weighs about as much as I do. Right. So I, I ask you, do you think that Bill would be hesitant to take that approach because he doesn't want to lose the deal? 
He doesn't yes. want to give up the draft picks yes. or because he doesn't believe in the position all as it's all as it's valued today. All three. Because he's paid for the position before. And the example that Phil used in Brandon Cooks was Brandon Cooks. And he's also gone and gotten Randy Moss. And so the, the fourth, question. Though. Yeah, yeah. Moss, Moss was, Welker, was a distress asset. asset. Yeah. But yeah, he went and got Welker. Cooks is a fair counter, but it's also the exception of the rule in 20 years. Uh, also, Mohamed Sanu. Let's not forget the great okay, Mohamed Sanu. Okay, that supposedly was for Brady. So you know, right? I don't just, say he welcome. never did. Don't say he never did anything. <laughs> but for okay, him. but Man. but Brandon Cooks was end of the first round, right? It, this is the the equivalent of a the fifth overall pick. Like mm. Bill just won't be doing that. Can, can I hear Nick Sirianni too? So we can too? go take a guard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but that that is what Bill would I'm rather get do. Me a baby brother. Can I hear? Uh, let me hear Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach. There's always a risk in the draft, right? You look at any draft. Not every guy hits, right? And so we knew he hit because he had already hit. And uh, man, he's he's had it advertised. Uh, you know, to be able to coach him every day. You know, again, secret to good coaching: get good players. And uh, AJ's a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal person. He works really hard to to be the player uh, he is. And I'm thrilled that he's on this team. And one of the big reasons why we're in this game uh, this weekend. Okay, so you can spare me the good person stuff, like whatever. But when it comes to the Eagles making that move, it's just, again, it's not it's not the kind of thing Bill would do. Bill can't bring himself to do that, maybe at that position specifically. But he's not going to lose the deal. He's not going to value a player already in the league over those picks. Bill values the picks. Bill values future picks and trading down and having more picks, more so than he values you know the bird in the hand, if you will. The Eagles looked at it and said... This is what A.J. Brown is. That's worth a first-round pick. And people are making the point on the text line at 37937. They didn't trade a top-five pick. No, 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 no. All of what they gave up for A.J. Brown is the equivalent of a top-five pick. And so when it comes to that level of move, Bill would rather add more picks and take more swings than take a player who is already proven in the league and you have to pay. Well, the other side of it, though, that I feel like we haven't touched on is that the Eagles were much closer to being one piece away or two pieces away. Their offensive line compared to your offensive line is like two completely different species. Sure. I mean, that, and that's where I think that the Patriots, again, it's Bill's fault on many different levels, that they're in a position where they have to look at, we could have these luxuries that have become necessary for the top teams in the league, but we don't have our basics down. Like, it's great if you have somebody out there who's an incredible weapon and now you have a real coordinator and a real quarterback's coach. But what's that going to do if your quarterback is on his butt all the time? Right. So what What do the Patriots need? And maybe they're not one move away. To they're not. Point. You know, and the Eagles also added Redick. You know, they had drafted DeFonte Smith the year before. They add A.J. Brown, which felt like a put-us-over-the-edge piece. What do the Patriots need? Number one, if it's wide receiver, do you trust Bill to do it? Because I just hear that and I go... He's just never going to do it. It's just—it's not something that he's oh, going to do. Please let him do it. It's so not we can replay this. I hope. I hope he does. Yes. I hope I'm wrong about this. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Yes. Do you have faith in Bill getting it done? I don't. And if you guys want to throw it back in my face, good. At least that means they went out and got a wide receiver. Uh, we'll get to all this with your feedback. Plus, Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston standing by about 15 minutes from now for his weekly scheduled hit Thursdays at three thirty. It's right after trending with Christian Arcan. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we are back to jones and mego on wei download the odyssey app and listen on demand anytime i hope the coaches forever for as long as he wants to he's young i mean we're you know he still has great energy he he still keeps up with the game you know i mean i don't think people live the world that bill lives in the term of how much he devotes to the draft how much he does personnel like everything that goes into it you know that can wear on you but he has unlimited energy and i think he has unlimited competitive stamina so i hope he keeps going I, i think he's i think based on the way the league is he's getting better at his craft as he keeps going Mike Lombardi with Tom Curran and Phil Perry. That was part of the Patriots Talk podcast that aired last night, or recorded, I should say, last night on NBC Sports Boston. We'll talk to Tom Curran as we do each and every Thursday, less than 10 minutes from now at 3.30 here on WEEI. It's Jones and Mego with Arcan. Taking your phone call, 617-779-7937. We asked about your confidence level earlier today in Brad Stevens. Uh, turns out Brad just made one minor deal at the trade deadline. Wasn't enough, in my estimation. Uh, we talked about your confidence level that Bill Belichick can get something done at wide receiver. Mike Lombardi sounds like he has some faith, although he said separately in that very same interview that 
Bill Walsh didn't believe in getting a wide receiver and prioritizing a wide receiver. And, you know, Lombardi subscribes to that theory, which probably means Bill Belichick subscribes to that theory. Lombardi sounds like he has a lot of faith in Bill getting it done and retooling things this offseason. In Belichick's defense, he's done it with the coaching. We've talked about that a lot, Mego. I just, I, I don't think he's going to be as bold as Philadelphia. And I don't think he's going to do the moves that need to be done. And if the Eagles are a template, if the Eagles are something we're looking to and saying, here's what we can learn about these teams in the Super Bowl, you're not going to be the Chiefs. You don't have Patrick Mahomes. Let's look at that other team. What can we learn? I don't know that that one applies either. We might as well be talking about the Chiefs and Mahomes because Bill will never do this. He won't do what's necessary to get an A.J. Brown. Not only that, but if the Eagles are a template, then the Patriots are really just on, you know, or if they're a playbook, let's say, to how to get there, they're really on, like, page three of this playbook. They have a long way to go if they're trying to figure out the same path that the Eagles took. And I'm not even just talking about having radically different quarterbacks, but how to build around that in your offense and find the successful offense that they've found that's gotten them here. Like, they're, they're just way behind if that's exactly what they're trying so, to do. So are we wasting our time with, I know specifically, you think we're wasting our time with T. Higgins. Yes. Are I we do. wasting our time with discussing... T. Higgins, Jerry, Judy, Keenan uh, Allen. Keenan Allen, thank you. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans. Are we just wasting our time with that? Arcan, do you want I don't, to I don't think so. I don't think so because I do think that Bill, in the past, has not at this position, but at other positions, has gone about this and sort of learned and figured out ways to to invest and and keep up with everybody else. I feel like he's done that before at the cornerback position in particular. He went about 10 years after uh, Asante Samuel left and there was nobody until Darrell Revis came in. And it took him a while, but he finally realized, you know what? I got to invest in guys like this. He spent money, big money on Steph Gilmore, you know, like he he came around. He figured out this is something that I need. It's a it's a big void on this team and this is the way to get these guys. And he did it and he he did what it took. So, I don't know. I just I wonder if he'll ever get there with wide receivers because basically his entire time in charge here in New England he's not valued that position very highly he just hasn't he'll get guys if they're he'll get Josh Gordon he'll get Antonio Brown he'll get Randy Moss he'll get these guys who are good and who are big names if you can get them for nothing or if they're distressed or some sort of thing like that he won't go that extra mile he won't do what it takes at this position but he's done it at other positions so I I hold out a little bit of hope one yeah. man's trash is another man's treasure <laughs> of course <laughs> thanks Bill I also think about the running back position so classically that's a position that he hasn't valued super high. He's had consistent running backs throughout the years. But he's, take, he's taken more Fox. backs in the first round well, than wide so receivers. Well, so I was going to say, yeah. And then you look at, okay, he takes uh, Sony Sony Michelle Sony also Michelle. most recently. And you can say that wasn't a complete success. They got a Super Bowl out of that running game. So it's not, you can't say it was a total whiff compared to some of the other recent drafts. But I think he's willing to change course. It's just even in changing course on this position, it's not like having a true number one wide receiver is now going to get you to the AFC championship game. The problems are just deeper rooted than that. And I would make the point about Philadelphia, too. You know, Philadelphia had some trouble drafting receivers there for years. You know, they drafted, uh, well, Aguilar who was a second or was he the end of the first round? I'm trying to remember. More recently, they drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Rager, thank you, who was the pick before Justin Jefferson, as we discussed. Like, by the logic that I know you guys apply to Bill in the draft, the Eagles never should have gone back into the draft and taken Devontae Smith, right? Like, they they screwed up on Rager. They screwed up on Arcega-Whiteside. So I would have no problem with Bill doing this in the draft. I just think he needs to do that with a veteran as well. 
617-779-7937. Let's go to John in Rhode Island. Go ahead, John. Hey, guys, love the show. Uh, Jones, you actually kind of just took my thunder right there. Um, if we can learn anything from the Eagles as to if you swing and miss, keep going. They drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside over A.J. Brown. They drafted Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. But you know what? The next year with their first-round draft pick, they took Devontae Smith. And then the next year, they took their first-round draft pick and traded it for the guy that they missed on. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. They missed on A.J. Brown. Then they took another first-round draft pick and traded for him. So I think that they, the capital that the Eagles used, it shows that, you know, if you swing and miss, you can – you can go back in the draft and draft a receiver at 14. Yeah, you and, can do it. And, and uh, Ryan just told me in my ear, Aguilar was a first-round pick. I, wa- I couldn't remember he if he was you know first-round or early second-round, but Aguilar was pick number 20. Eagles do have some hits in their history, too, though. They have Deshaun Jackson and Macklin. You know, I know, but were, those, like that, but were but those Howie Roseman? I don't think those were Howie Roseman. I don't Howie think Roseman. those were Rouse, but I'm and, just saying and not the that, history not that, of the team. No, and not, and not that Howie <laughs> Roseman's been in charge as long as Bill, and it's not right. quite the same track record, but if Roseman applied that logic, he's not getting Devontae Smith, and he might not be getting A.J. Brown. Uh, Paulie's in the truck. Hello, Paulie. Paulie. Hey, good day, lady and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I have lost all confidence in Bill Belichick. I want uh, Billy Blackhot out of here. Okay, he his uh, he doesn't know how to pick any skill position players. Big, huge snafu. That was a uh, that was a monumental error. Not taking Debo Samuel over um, Nikhil Harry. Now let's talk about. I want to talk about Tom Brady. If a Bill Belichick, if he had his way. He would have had. We would have been three. He would have got rid of him three years be, before he actually got rid of him. We've been missing him for the next three. Yeah, and, and Paulie, be- Paulie, if Brady had his way, Brady would have been out in 2017. But Robert Kraft uh, intervened, or after the uh, the Eagles Super Bowl there uh, with Philadelphia back in the Super Bowl. Uh, we are joined by Tommy Curran, as we are each and every Thursday at 3:30 here on WEEI. He's brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lapresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180 and by Unified Office, where they help business maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran, as all our guests, joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, Tom, how's it going? Tremendous. How are you, Adam? Uh, it's going very, very well here. We're a little disappointed in the uh, the trade deadline. I'm still getting over you calling me a weirdo last week, or whatever you called me, but I've uh, I've moved on. Weird guy. Oh, weird. Yeah, you definitely have moved on. Uh, How many hours later is it? And it's the first thing you bring up. No, it's true. It's uh, it's it cut me very deep. It cut me very, very deep. You know you're weird. No, I uh, trust me. I absolutely know that. When it comes to uh, being at the Super Bowl, Tom, your your boots on the ground. We were playing some audio you had with Mike Lombardi. We've been playing interviews you've had all week at the Super Bowl. What is the uh, what is the Patriots related buzz in Phoenix right now? Is there a lot of buzz about the Patriots and what they're going to be doing this offseason and what they're gearing up for? Bill's future is something you've touched on. Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien, I know, is something you've touched on. Like, what is the general feeling around the league? Because the whole league's there about the Patriots this offseason. They are really a, a minor story. They would be down in the fifteenth paragraph of a thirty paragraph story. There, no, I'm not getting that far. I know. I know, and and most people aren't. They are, you know, I don't want to say they're Chicago Bears-level interest, but actually Chicago's got the number one overall pick, so I don't even know if the interest is that high. They've already made the moves that are conversation-worthy. They've at least got their basic sedan back on the highway, pointed in the correct direction on the road back to the Super Bowl, but the thing only goes about 63 miles an hour. To me, what's interesting about this is I'm trying to gain intel about, okay, 
what do they need to get back to being an elite team? The consensus is you need a dual-threat quarterback who has transcendent skills. Greg Cosell, who I spoke to for a long time, said that's not necessarily the case. And if it was, then every team that didn't have that would stink. So I think there's guarded optimism around the Patriots when people actually are thinking about them. So in that track, since you're bringing up the quarterback, what is the perception of Mac Jones that you've heard on Radio Row, just generally around the Super Bowl? Because I'm thinking specifically of some of the um, comments that he had for the coaching staff in those that three-game stretch that I think had a lot of blowback here in New England. It definitely had blowback here, but I think that for the people who weren't embedded and watching it unfold over a few weeks, where the first week everyone's like, yeah, I don't blame him. Second week was, eh, that's kind of plenty. Third week was like, enough. <laughs> but here it's more, look, I, it's more of I understand where he's coming from. You know, it was a crime against football what the Patriots tried to perpetrate with their coaching staff. And Mac Jones remains a sympathetic figure. And, and Mac Jones remains somebody who – Last year becomes a complete mulligan for him, and this year is vital. Tommy, what would you grade Bill Belichick's uh, appearance on Tom Brady's podcast if you were uh, if you were handing out grades? Ooh, uh, a plus. I mean, you rarely hear Bill with a high pitched, um, quick cadence conversation. I've been lucky enough when things were good between us to hear him talk like that. We're having a good conversation, and he gets like that here and there in life probably a lot in life, but not often for public consumption. And he knows when he's doing it. And he said, all right, well, I'm going to give Tom my best here because Tom gave me his best. And I'm going to make this entertaining. And I'm going to let my guard down. And the two of us are going to give the perception to everybody that we loved each other intensely every moment. And uh, he succeeded. What was the biggest thing that was left unsaid in that podcast appearance, in your opinion? Oh, that's a good question. You might take uh, Heartbeat for me to figure out what exactly I would say. Um, you know, really, really a, an unblinking, an unblinking confrontation of the fact that for the two men to get where they wanted to be professionally in their forties and nearing seventy, that they had to split. Simple. You know, we don't need the neat, tied-off, palatable pablum that we're being served of. You know. We loved each other the whole way through. And, and, and I used to get on Tom because Tom loved it. Tom didn't love it. Tom didn't love being told that, you know, his personal body coach was going to be exiled from the facility and doesn't want anyone seeing him. He, he, that, he didn't want to be told, uh, have his best friend Gronk told that, you know, he was slipping significantly in his performance. He didn't want to see Jimmy Garoppolo come in and then not as a result get a contract for years and then never get the contract you hope for, including a five, five, $1 million bonuses that he had no shot at hitting because he had terrible weapons around him. Those weren't happy days. So just, just say that they were across purposes, but you know, all the hatchets are buried. And that's great. Tom, speaking of weapons, we were just talking about what the Eagles have done over the last season and getting AJ Brown is receiver a position, to your knowledge, that the Patriots are focused on upgrading at? We talk so much about the true number one receiver, and now you have Jacoby Myers, as a potential free agent. Do you have any sense of them leaning towards holding on to him or going out and adding a bigger piece there? I don't yet, and I think Jacoby Myers is going to be a perfect candidate for the, go out and see what you can find. 
Go see what's out there. Then come on back. Let us know. And I think Jacoby Myers is going to say, good, I'll show them. And he's going to go out, and everyone's going to say, like it, nice player. You were productive there. But we're all set. We're going to find somebody who runs a 4-4. And he'll come back, and the Patriots will be able to lowball him an offer that he'll either take or leave, and that will be a win for the Patriots. Um, to me, they have much more pressing issues on the offensive line. That's something that Mike Lombardi talked about a bit. Because if you don't have a transcendent quarterback – who can create on his own when things break down under pressure, then you better get him the protection so that he doesn't have things break down. And I know that people can go, well, Joe Burrow didn't have that. He had a bad offensive line, and he still does. They got him the receivers, I guess. But the Patriots aren't necessarily built the same way, or I, I don't think there's enough evidence that that way works. I'd rather see a really good offensive line, and I think they do have enough talent there at the receiver position around if you resign Jacoby Myers. I'm sure you guys disagree, but I think there's enough. I, I personally would like to see more, but I want to circle back to something. Yeah, you gotta. I, I personally want to circle back to something uh, that Arkham was asking about, the, the podcast with Brady and Belichick. And this occurred to me, uh, hearing your answer, I've heard Rich Keefe talk about this a lot at night, uh, how that came about. How did, and Tom, you're, you're plugged in. How, what's your understanding of how Bill ended up going on the podcast. Did Brady reach out? Did Brady's people reach out? What, how, how did that end up happening? Because I'd imagine, however long Brady's been doing the podcast, it could have happened any time in the last 7, 8, 10 years, however long he's been doing it. This is when he does it. How, how did it happen, and why, why is Bill going on now? Well, my guess is he's always played for either Bill, and he's not going to go on a podcast for Brady when he's one of his employees, because we know... How, we, how much he enjoyed Brady when he was a player and his outside interests. I mean, that's really the crux of the issue. Tom Brady's outside interests drove Bill crazy. So he wasn't going to do it then. Meanwhile, when he's playing for the Buccaneers, it's not like Brady's going to ask him because Bill's going to say, no, you don't play for my team. Not I, your podcast. Bill could have done, I'm sorry to jump in, but Bill could have done it like last year when Brady, quote unquote, retired. Like he was retired last year and not a member of the Bucs. That, that could have been a time that Bill did it. I guess. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't ruminated on it that much, nor did I ask. But I imagine it was probably put forth by somebody around Brady. Let's see if Bill wants to do it. So I, I, I honestly don't have a great answer for you on that. I'm going to be candid. Okay. Well, maybe uh, you Sorry. know, maybe maybe we'll ask around and we'll uh, we'll get to the bottom of that. Maybe we could. Yeah. Uh, maybe we could. Uh, maybe we could do that. Uh, I, I want to just finish up on this. Was that an assignment? Yes, that's a, that's a homework assignment. That's uh, by 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 Thursday at three thirty. We're going to need this from you uh, next week. Tom. I'll just put this weird weirdo once dot 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 every week. Yes, 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 yes. yes. If we could, if we could give you a weekly homework assignment, that's that's great. Here's your first one. Yeah, uh, we we'd be loathe uh, not to ask you about your pick here in the Super Bowl. Who do you think actually wins? I think the Eagles will just roll over them. I really do. I th- especially on the ground. I, I think that the it could be a sh- uninteresting game. Wow! Huh? <laughs> wow. Uh, I getting loose, almost had to dump you getting there. loose over there, Tom. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so Miss you guys though. I know. Tommy Joe Mixon didn't run all over Kansas City. Why are the Eagles gonna? Well, I got a better offensive line. We talked about this. I told you that Cincinnati has a bad offensive line, Christian. Yeah, but he has a better uh, running back. Eagles. He already told you. We went through this. <laughs> Green Ellis wasn't a great running back. He had a good offensive line. It's a good point. And he never. It's a good point. Uh, yeah, so I let, think, I think let's it'll come down to the trenches. Well, let's uh, let's let you go here, Tom, so you can get started on that homework assignment if you don't mind, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next Thursday. Okay, I'll circle up during the week.
All right, perfect. He is uh, he is Tommy Curran. Our conversation with Tommy Curran was brought to you by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. The uh, How it came about, I think, is an interesting discussion. And I don't know. And I, I, I again, I heard Rich talking about this, and I thought it was it's something I would like to know. Did Brady reach out? Did Brady's people reach out? Did Brady's people reach out and Bill rebuffed them? And then Brady said, come on, Bill, like, let's really do this. Why didn't Bill do it a year ago? Why has Bill never done it before? Like the behind the scenes of why it happened. Cause I, I think I know the answer. And we talked about this earlier in the week. Bill last year was coming off a playoff appearance. People were feeling the question was being asked at the time. And I pushed back on it at the time. Is Bill back? Or, or it was really more said as a statement. Bill's back. So Bill was feeling good about himself then. I don't think he's feeling too good about himself now, so he needs some bonus points with Tom Brady. He needs some bonus points with the fan base via Tom Brady. So he went on the podcast. Uh, 617-779-7937. It's how you get in touch. We'll get to our three burning questions in our triple play. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai. Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Next. This is Jones and Mego on WEI. On WEI. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mego. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples is best, and it's time for the triple play here on Jones and Mega with Arcan. We'll start with, uh, well, it's Thursday, report card Thursday, and uh, we'll hand out some grades today. Let's start with a pretty big nebulous one. You guys can really spread your wings here uh, with this first uh, grade on the report card. Number one. Grade the NBA trade deadline. Jones, you first. Oh, A+. plus. Kyrie moved. Durant moved. What, what other league do superstars like that moved? 
or, or move. Like it just it doesn't really happen. Not consistently. Not in free agency. Not at the trade deadline. I know a lot of people say this. It's it's hardly groundbreaking, earth shattering take from me. But the NBA trade deadline, big names tend to move. Unless you're the Boston Celtics, big names tend to move. And I, I don't know how you top another sport where two, I don't know, top 25 players in the league, Durant's top 10, Kyrie is 25 too high, you know, two top players in the league, household names, superstars move. That happens consistently at the NBA trade deadline, and this year was spectacular, again, unless you're the Celtics. I give it a B plus because the two top players that you keep talking about are coming out of the most dysfunctional situation that they created themselves, mostly Kyrie Irving. So it's not like it was it was totally unpredictable that they wouldn't be with the Nets in March of this season. Like, I think we sat here after they both tried to request trades out of Brooklyn last summer and went, what are, what are the odds that they're going to be there around playoff time next season? Pretty low. It's still fun. I just wish that there would have been something that was... It's great that Brooklyn is has collapsed out of being any kind of threat. I didn't really see them as a potential threat for the Celtics, but I wish that there would have been something with these top three in the Eastern Conference that shook up a little more. I think that's fair. Like, having another contender outside of Phoenix in, you've you've consistently hit on that all show, and I think it's a fair point. That that would have made it better. You know, if Kyrie went to Miami or something that like that. That would have been crazy. Or Durant went somewhere else in the Eastern Conference to make it interesting, or Cleveland made a big move. That would have made it better. I still am pretty happy with how the last, I don't know, 24 to 48 hours went. Uh, again, outside of the Celtics, and I guess for my Brooklyn Nets, it didn't go so good for them. I go a little lower. I give it a B minus. There was a lot of stuff, was a lot of fireworks, but outside of Durant and Kyrie, none of these trades really moved me all that much. There was a lot of them, I guess, but it seems like most teams were fine kind of just standing pat but I, or only making small moves in the periphery. But wouldn't you rather have that? I don't care about a bunch of middle of the pack who cares moves. I mean, the second round picks are comical, but wouldn't you rather <laughs> have the fireworks? Yeah, but they weren't really fireworks, I guess is my point. They were moves in the periphery. That's what a lot of these other trades the I other feel ones. like were. No, no, I'm saying, wouldn't you rather have just the big... I'd rather have a league where big moves happen and a bunch of who cares moves. Yes, compared to the other trade deadlines generally, although I think in baseball sometimes you get some really good deadlines. But uh, yeah, it's usually the best one. Um, all right, let's move on to grade number two. Number two. Uh, let's have a grade for Brad Stevens' performance in his role in the front office so far. Megan. I'm going to still give it a B plus again. Sorry, I'm sticking with the B plus. Um, in a way, I think it took guts not to shake up the entire roster when he first took over and just sending Kemba out as soon as he could, getting Al Horford back, to your point, as a bonus and having that work out. But then to be confident enough to make these tweaks, sometimes more expensive tweaks than others with bringing in Derek White, bringing in Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason. Both of those were expensive moves, but I think that they've worked out really well to the point where now I'm not getting all hussy-fussy over them not making a huge move at the trade deadline because aside from a lack of wing depth, which it goes back to an injury question, which is always going to plague you when you're a top team, uh, I don't really see like a damning need here that they haven't filled. Yeah, I... Had him at an A entering today. I'll take him down to an A minus. You know, and wow, it's not, you're giving him a better grade than me. Yeah, I, you he's, love he's, Brad. He's been a, he's been a good GM. You I mean, love he's, Brad. He's been a good GM, but I'm taking him down after today. He could have gone to. They an haven't a. won yet. What about that? I know that's why he's not an A plus. <laughs> that's why he's not uh, an A anymore. He's down to an A minus. Stay aggressive. Stay aggressive. Keep making moves. He's been the GM one year. They made the NBA Finals. So uh, could he have won? Is there room for improvement? Sure. But I like the moves that he's made until today, where it was basically a lack of moves. A minus, and the buyout market isn't going to change my mind. You know, we'll see what eventually happens in the offseason. 
but I don't think Durant's available now. We were just talking a few days ago. Durant was available. You could have had him. You didn't get him. If you come up short again, I might knock him down again for not getting Durant. I am still annoyed at the cost he went for that Brad didn't get him. But overall, A-. minus. All right. And finally, uh, Elon Musk. Sorry, go ahead. Number three. Uh, Elon Musk, back in October, purchased Twitter for $44 billion. Yesterday, Twitter went down, uh, or I guess we reached our tweet limit or something. I, it was a weird thing that happened yeah, what yesterday. Was that? Um, it was a bug, obviously. There's been a lot of those since October. So let's have a grade for Elon Musk's ownership of Twitter since he took it over. It's been about three or four months. Jones, go ahead. Okay, I give it a D. But I will give everybody complaining about his Twitter an F. Like, it's not as bad. His Twitter is not as bad as the people complaining about his Twitter. Like, oh, Elon Musk ruined Twitter. Diddy was pretty bad before Elon Musk got there. It would have outages. It had outages plenty of times. It was a cesspool before Elon Musk got there. So it's a D. It's not been a great run for him. But the only thing worse than how he's run Twitter is the people bitching about it because there's two columns and the buttons are too confusing for you to click on. I still don't get that. I give it a D because every time that I open it, it feels like there's an unnecessary new feature that I don't understand. Not the co- the two different columns. You can switch out of that pretty easily. But all of a sudden, people have yellow check marks, And I'm like, what That's the confusing. hell is a yellow check mark? And then there's the fake blue check marks. Look, the first few weeks, it was hysterical how bad he managed the parody accounts, the fake accounts, creating Twitter blue so that people can buy a blue check mark. Like it, it really brought down the value of the product a lot. All that said, I still use it, so I can't say can't give him a failing grade. Arcan, what do you say? Um, I don't think he's been. I don't think much has gone like horribly wrong. It's just jankier. But it's I way also, jankier. I mean, he's unbanned a lot of like neo Nazis and stuff. You know what I mean? Like there was things that they tried that I think the previous administration yeah. at Twitter tried to do to, to be make honest, it better. Though, because, and Musk kind of undid it all because you know, of like, the algorithm. <laughs> I don't see that free speech unless they're uh, telling people where your plane is. Your private do you, plane is. Do yeah. you see that in your timeline though? On the because- for you thing I do, yeah. Oh, stuff I, that I don't want to see on the For You tab. Maybe you should stop liking those people's tweets you see, because you I don't see... Not like neo-Nazi you stuff, but like... neo-Nazi stuff on your For You? I don't see any of that. Certainly people I don't follow and uh, You're takes that I don't agree with You're telling the algorithm that you want to see it, so... Right, Twitter, no, that's not what it is, Megan. Twitter, they put stuff there that you don't uh Twitter looks at you at. and they go, hmm, you know what Arkham would like? Some neo-Nazi. My For You column is like... Yeah, my For You column is like... Hottest track from the 90s. Name yours. And I'm like, this is stupid. I don't want to be mine's all, this. Mine's all Nets stuff. It's just all, it's like, it's all <laughs> It's all Brooklyn Nets stuff is all mine is. Just Nets tweet after Nets tweet. They're like, hey, remember Derek Coleman? Uh, remember Clarence Witherspoon? Arcan- is he on the Sixers? I'm trying to remember My that. for you is all pictures of feet. I don't know why. I'm not sure why that happened. <laughs> and neo-Nazis, apparently. Neo-Nazis feet? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> well, there you Nazifeet.com. go. Nazifeet.com. There you go. That's, uh, wow, they're like really soft. That's tomorrow is where you'll uh, you'll be getting that. Now that we now that we've all talked it into existence, you know the algorithm is listening. Uh, so there you go. That's our triple play each and every day at this time here on Jones and Mega with Arkham. We'll get back to your phone call six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I know, I know, and you probably know if you've been listening along. Mega is itching to get to Jalen Brown and his injury history. I'm itching to have some company on renouncing bad Eastern Conference teams. I've had to renounce my Brooklyn Nets. I want company. I want company renouncing bad Eastern Conference teams. We'll see if Arcand is willing to play along. We'll do all that with your phone calls next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.